Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything EV, the podcast dedicated to everything electric. I'm your host, Charlie Atkinson, and today I'm at Williams Advanced Engineering and I'll be speaking with Technical Director Paul McNamara. Paul has more than 20 years experience in the automotive industry and now he is very much at the forefront of WAE's operations in emerging new markets. And he joins us today to talk about William's electrification projects. Paul, first of all, welcome to the podcast. For the benefit of the listeners, could you please just give us a brief outline of what your role as technical director consists of? Sure. So uh, I'm Paul McNamara and I'm the technical director at uh, WAE. So that responsibility really is, is a cross between what people might call technology lead and engineering director. So uh, my responsibility is for our engineering team and our engineering projects, but, but also trying to define what is it we're trying to do with our technology, where should we be investing, which projects should we be doing, and how are we going to take those technologies and apply them into the sort of real world uh, situations that we see out there where where we can help. Just before we get into all the different projects that WAE is involved in, I was just wondering if you could give us a bit of background to William's work in electrification. So when it started and the journey it has been on to get to where we are today. Yes, so... um... WAE, Williams Advanced Engineering, has been born out of our motorsport and F1 routes. The original rationale for the company um, was very much around the capability that we have here on the Williams campus for developing uh, prototypes, for developing aerodynamics with the wind tunnels and the CFD capability we have, um, driving dynamics, uh, lightweight technologies around the, the cars that, that are made on site here. And there was a feeling from uh, Williams that that's something that could be applied. Now, actually, Williams had always, always done other projects. The, the Rover 6R4 in the old days was very much uh, something that, that Williams did. We, we did um, touring cars with BMW and they were our sponsors back at the turn of the century. So um, the business became formalised really around a project called CX-75 for Jaguar, um, which was a car that ended up featuring in the Bond movie Spectre. It didn't go to production, but we made um, quite a few cars here and we did all the engineering around it. The the key point about it was it was an electric hybrid car with very high performance, which was a capability we had. Now, the reason that capability came about was because of Formula One and the KERS, Kinetic Chain Recovery Systems Regulation. So Williams did its own engineering uh, for that, which meant we needed a battery, we needed a motor, we needed a controller for that, we need to integrate all that. We need to invest in the facilities uh, for that. So we, the, the, the Williams group invested in battery test facilities and, and we um, used those. The regulations changed in 2014. All of that system had to come from the engine manufacturer. Um, so we had a lot of capability here that we didn't envisage using directly for the Formula One car. Um, so Williams Advanced Engineering moved it, moved into that area. And I think almost the rest is history because we did that first car, CX-75, it was a hybrid. We had the Formula One basis in Kurs. We had the capability, we had the people, we had the investment ready made. And then I think one of our first projects 
following that was the Formula E batteries for the first four seasons that where we provided the whole grid. And I think off that platform, then we had that know-how in, in high-performance batteries. We could apply it into other road cars. We, we did a project for VW in those days in a, in a hybrid um, uh, car that they were doing, a high-performance car. And then we've continued to branch out in all aspects of electrification that you can see into mining trucks, um, um, electric drive system for a Brompton bike to sort of cover all, all of that. So we've continued on that journey but we've kept lightweight very close to electrification but they are two technologies that run very closely together because um, the energy source of battery is just intrinsically heavier than a tank full of petrol um, so making the rest of the car or the vehicle or the aircraft or whatever you're doing trying to make more lightweight when you're doing that is important so so we very much push this lightweight electrification as a as a core capability of ours okay amazing that was quite a nice overview of all the different projects that WAE is involved in at the moment. Before I came down here, I was having a flick through the WAE website, especially on the electrification programs tab. And yeah, like you said, there's the Anglo-American mining trucks and the Airbus project as well. Would it be fair to say that electrification is right at the very heart of WAE at the moment and it's front and centre of what you're doing here? Yes, with the one qualification of lightweight electrification, it, it is at the heart of, of what we're doing. I mean, certainly we see that um, electrification is the direction that the transport business as a whole is going in. Um, some aspects of it will have to be hybrid, probably hydrogen uh, fuel cell hybrid, but nevertheless, um, those systems are an electrified system. They have electric motors and they have a battery and that there maybe is a hybridization on top of it. So we see our core know-how, which has come out of high performance and motorsport, as being widely applicable in that industry um, and something that we can help the industry with from our experience. Now, you know better than I do that there are a lot of companies out there that are similar to WAE and work in the same industry as WAE that perhaps don't have electrification as high up on their list of priorities. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on why it's so important to Williams and why it's so important to be pushing the envelope, if you like, when it comes to electrification. I think it's the roots we have in, in motorsport. So for motorsport we need to find a new solution the whole time and the benefit of motorsport in terms of an engineering uh, environment from which to work is it's both relatively controlled you know the environment you're going to work in and it's also very data rich so you know what you've done you tend to record what you've done afterwards so therefore for an engineer, it's almost the perfect test bed situation. Uh, com and combined with that, this pressure to do better on it for, for obvious reasons sort of thing. So uh, we can take the learning from that. What, one of the best examples that, that I use um, was from the first four seasons of, of Formula E batteries. We did a lot of work to try and create prognosis 
on issues with batteries. So the, the batteries would uh, have to have occasional maintenance. We wanted to define when will that be needed. Is it next race or the race after? Rather than us having to react at a racetrack so that we could then have people there. And it was the data across the four seasons that allowed us to develop algorithms to do that. But once you've got an algorithm that says, okay, the, the way this battery is behaving means that we have to take an intervention in a thousand miles time or something, that, that has a very wide applicability across the industry. So if you're a critical equipment manufacturer like um, mining trucks, for example, it has an application there because you really don't want a mining truck to have an issue because it's it's a productivity thing. It wants down for three hours whilst it's having a product. You know, similarly, if you're trying to look at aircraft, you know, you've got a safety case to try and meet about the, the battery state of charge and state of health. That's very critical. So, so all those things coming from motorsport can drive into other industries. And that's, I think, getting to your question: Why is it we're more nimble? I think it's a motorsport background um, that means that we can do things, or we're forced to do things more quickly and we have this richness of data to, to work on. You just touched on there that Williams as a company has a rich background in motorsport and has a rich racing heritage and obviously with that now there's the commitment from WAE to electrification. We're also seeing Formula E becoming more and more popular, the Extreme E racing series is growing quite quickly as well. I just wanted to touch on motorsport and electric motorsport in general. Do you think we're now getting to a stage where electric motorsport is at a point where it can overtake the likes of Formula One and other traditional forms of motorsport, if you like? And yeah, are we at that turning point where electric motorsport is becoming a dominant form of motorsport? The, the way I see it is less of a overtaking or dominating story. I, I think Formula One has um, an important appeal and following and sport and and there it is and I do believe it has a long and strong future. Um, the electric motorsport I think will continue to grow and will continue to be a different thing uh, for you know for seeable as far as I can see it. The difference with electric motorsport is it will want to have it will want to promote and have technical challenges around the issues that are relevant to electric cars and are relevant to the manufacturers of those cars. So certainly what we've tried to do with things like Extreme E is try to put electric cars into a different environment. You know, people might see them as slightly urban, not rough and ready and out there in the outdoors, so Extreme E sort of presents it like that. Range is obviously an issue with um, electric uh, vehicles, so Formula E going further, going faster is an important objective which we're part of. And part of that whole range situation is how fast you can charge, so I think there will be uh, evolutions in, in the way that electric racing happens to put more emphasis on to fast charge uh, events, whether that's Extreme E, Formula E or any other Event. So I think the popularity will run in parallel with, with, with um, internal combustion engine racing, and we call it that. I think they will run in parallel for a long time. There's slightly different sports, and I think in the sporting arena, there is always a lot of space for lots of things. And, and for, for me, I don't 
worry about the competition of the two. I think there will be different different audiences and, and enjoy it that way. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Now, one other thing I did just want to touch on, which some people might not be aware of, is the WAE's new partnership with Ital Design for the production of a new high-performance vehicle. I was just wondering if you could shed some more light into this partnership and what that's hopefully going to bring forward. We at Williams have worked for a number of years on uh, electric platforms. Um, We first presented an electric platform four or five years ago, uh, very much as a concept showing how you can take uh, electrification of a vehicle bring it in with lightweight and aerodynamic ideas and reimagine what's the underpinnings of a car rather than taking an internal combustion engine vision of a car and how do you electrify that? That's sort of an obvious industry theme. With the partnership with the Tower Design, we've taken that another step further in that we have taken our ideas about the skateboard at the bottom of the vehicle together with Atal's ideas about how you integrate the top of the the vehicle with a skateboard to produce what we would call a real platform in that it is a complete car with a number of different uh, body styles uh, possible within that, a number of different range options available for that um, battery as well. And so we are both showing the art of the possible as two innovative companies sort of wanting to inform the industry about what can be done, but also offer a practical solution to companies who have a relatively niche volume expectation. Um, and that might maybe major OEMs who wants to have a low volume performance variant or um, what is increasingly, and I think electrification is enabled, is car manufacturers who aren't a traditional major OEM to consider making volumes of five, ten thousand a year. And again, us pre-preparing how that could be done is what we were looking to present between us and Atal Design. And in the announcement of that partnership with Atal Design, there was a quote from yourself that said that the demand for these types of vehicles is high, but so far there's not been a complete EV production solution. Could you just expand on that and explain what some of the challenges are from an engineering perspective with producing high-performance electric vehicles? From a business case point of view for a high-performance vehicle, it's always a bit problematic because you've always got less of them being made, so therefore um, the uh, money available to set up your production line and do the upfront engineering is always um, a challenge to make the business case work. So... So that, that's why a, uh, something that's pre-prepared and you've all got a sort of starting point both in the engineering and the manufacturing solution always helps in that situation. From a technical point of view as well, uh, standardisation, not, not reinventing the wheel, reduces risk, speeds up time into market and often agility of time into market is another important driver for for these sort of companies so i think it offers both commercial benefit and a time to market benefit that that uh, is what we're wanting to present okay amazing i also wanted to talk about wae's involvement with lotus and with the production of its dedicated electric hypercar via via Now we're at a stage where the number of electric cars on the road is growing. 
Formula E and electric motorsport is becoming more and more popular and the development of electric high-performance cars are increasing, not to mention all the other electric projects out there. Are we now at a turning point where electricity is becoming the go-to source of power for vehicles? So for, for, for us at WAE, we have very much backed the idea of uh, electric cars. I think it's clear that that's the uh, direction of the industry. Um, the, most of the new announcements are talking about complete EVs as well as plug-in hybrids. I think the industry has taken on board that that's the, the way forward. In many ways, the actual car production industry is a little bit ahead of the infrastructure, and I think that's what's going to be the key enabler for it really taking off. People talk about range anxiety. I think that is, in fact, recharge anxiety. And so it's about this ability of the industry charging ahead to um, produce the vehicles but also for the infrastructure to exist, that people feel comfortable they can recharge it um, when they need to. Um, both of those things are happening. I think we are at a turning point. I think, to be honest, certainly uh, Europe, UK, US, China have recognised that turning point, uh, and the, the car industries that underpin the majority of the world's manufacturing has, has done that as well. Okay, and just to finish, what is next for WAE and can you shed some light into any other electrification projects that are currently underway or planned for the future? Thanks. Yeah, we're, we are very active in trying to take our core, which we, we've discussed is motorsport and cars, high performance cars, and see what we can apply in, into other industries where that direct experience will help. So bikes to mining trucks to vertical takeoff and landing aircraft um, we, we do see the um, aerospace and defense sector as, as important um, recipients of sort of technology we can bring we have been working with BAE systems um, on their Tempest program around electrification and thermal management and so I think that's something that we can bring and as we deepen that those type of relationships with those sort of major companies in the aerospace sector I think there will be new applications for the sort of technologies that uh, we've developed here. That's it for today's podcast but we will be staying with Williams Advanced Engineering for the next episode where we'll be joined by WAE's Head of Motorsport Doug Campling to talk about his role and some of the biggest challenges that come with working in electric motorsport. Here's a sneak peek of what Doug had to say. Electrified motorsport is really, really on the rise and, and, and WAE is, is riding the crest of that, that wave. So the challenge is the, the breadth the numeracy and breadth of projects that we've got, so it's a fantastic challenge to have, and making sure that each of the projects gets the gets the attention they deserve. Um, that, that's the single biggest challenge. The full episode with Doug will be released soon, but for now, we hope you enjoyed this podcast, and please do remember to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from to ensure you receive every episode as soon as it's released. You can also follow us on Twitter with the handle at EVPowered, And you can also head over to evpower.co.uk for daily news coverage, features and much more. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.